Hey, welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone podcast. Tonight, um, this is going to air on Friday, March 12th. It's just a little reflection over the year of dealing with the COVID. We have actually have experienced the COVID virus and the backlash, the consequences, job losses, deaths, um, illness, long-term effects. We have been dealing with that. And it's been a year. It's just hard to imagine how many lost connections, how many people we have lost, how many things have happened in these 365 days of this COVID being documented here. There are probably conspiracy theorists tell you it's been here probably since November 2019. But as in word for documented, that's how long it's been documented here. And we've been going through that. The shutdowns, the close down, the leveling out, the spikes, the events that are considered super spreaders. We've had where we had Things were locked down properly so we could break the peak and break all of this. And then we had the governor of this state of Florida, you know, reverse everything because he was such a Trump supporter. And we saw so many spikes and so many things happen. And he's still not acknowledging the mistakes he made by keeping things open at the rate he was doing. He's not acknowledging what's really happening. And now on top of COVID and what's happening, the the amount of deaths and illnesses and job loss and everything that's happened, he is now even pursuing to make it harder for people of color or lower uh, economic status to, to vote. This is, I'm just saying 365, what has really been happening? And we're looking at all of this happening and now they want to make things a little more difficult. He's only letting seniors right now get vaccinated and which, which would have been a smart thing to do is to first start with nursing homes, go into the nursing homes, vaccinate nursing homes. Then once you got to the nursing homes where people were in those facilities, where people were dying in the facility, then you would start branching out. But you would have been so focused on people 65 and older that you have forgot about some of the people who are in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, that having these mortality rates that can make them more receptible of getting COVID and, and, and actually dying from it. Or having have to have lung transplants from it because this thing is real. It is real. It is a eye opening. It's awakening, not just for the quote unquote secular world. It is a eye awakening for the church world because y'all always know I'm give the Christian view. So it's awakening from both views. Here is something that we must understand with this COVID. We have to understand if people know how to move and move proactively and respond correctively, we would not be at this place. For saying, I will use an example. If you have a two-year-old, two-year-old is using profanity. 
We're not going to get anywhere to get using it for family, but they use it. You have a thing is to correct the behavior, stop it, and teach them not to use that language. Or you laugh about it, joke about it, then they begin to keep growing. Then then the profanity goes into something else. And you see how I'm finna start spreading it. And it continues to grow. And then it grits to a place where it gets out of control. The schools are calling you. People at the, the people within the but the community centers don't want to deal with your child because he has a, such a foul mouth or she has such a foul mouth and she makes a name or he makes a name of himself for being such a foul mouth. Instead of being proactive when you first saw it, you started taking action and nipped it in the bud and stopped it there. This is what and this is just my personal view. I'm not a scientologist, I'm not an epidemiologist, I'm not an infectious disease doctor. But this is just this is just Charles the Prophet personal view. As when we had the first cases, deal with it, nip it in the bud, educate the people, have the CDC on it, had the world organization thought to nip it in the bud, investigate it, see what's going on. And go by the handbook that was created by the previous administration, even though you may not like them, but they were setting things up for you to be success and keep the nation safe. So this is where I look at. And now what you do now, since you have the out of control, private teenager at this state, using AKA COVID. Now you want somebody from this disciplinary, you want the juvenile system, you want probation, you want all these things. You you want group homes or you want all these people to come in and fix the situation when the situation could be fixed the first time it it arose up. But we didn't do that way. We let everything just go out of control. Now we're a year later, over half a million people have died from this. They have had more people die from this than having an actual war. Just think about that. A year later. You know, epidemiologists and infectious disease did not project these numbers over half a million people dying. So, we just think about a year. And now we're at a place where the struggle is the vaccine. Who should get it? How should it be sent out? Which one to get? What's to do? You know, there's so many things that now we're trying to figure out. Now they now they just passed today and he signed into law. You know, the stimulus package that includes multiple things for the vaccines, for businesses, for unemployment, for credits for a child. It's multiple things for not just whether you are black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Caribbean, all the above. It's not just for the, it's for the nation. It's for Americans. Rather, you are a nationalized or, or, or a natural citizen. It's for Americans. Rather, you are a person with a green card that's been here working, paying taxes. It's for you because you have been contributing. And Republicans did not want to vote yes on it, even though their constituents, their supporters of Republicans are going to reap the benefits of it. They did not want to vote on it. And here are one thing that the majority leader of the Senate, Schumer, he was still saying we must 
come across party lines and be bipartisan to get things done for this nation. Democrats are still trying to get Republicans to join so this becomes a united nation, not a divided nation. I'm just thinking about COVID-365, all that was going on. And and to the, the, the judgment and the criticizing Republicans, y'all must forget how long it takes a process for things to turn around. Trump could not turn things around in 30, 60 days. He did not even the stuff he destroyed took longer than 30 or 60 days. Don't expect this man that just got in office to have a whole turnaround. He has not even been in office a year. I don't understand why y'all thinking this thing's just a snap and everything. You have so many checks and balances things must go through to get us back in alignment. And we're thinking just 365 days later and COVID. We have got so many things to do until these these states, though these governors are telling people that there's no longer a mandate on masks. You are actually showing that you do not care about the people in your state. If you are voter of those states, and I'm talking especially about Texas, because Texas have shown who they really are right now through the things where they wanted to be independent and they knew that their power company that was supporting their state needed to be weatherized and they still did not do it. They knew about it 10 years in advance and did not do anything about it. And now this is a very state that is in a place where they're trying to tell people, you don't have to wear your mask. I implore you, people, if you hear this podcast and you live in Texas, keep your mask on, get vaccinated, do whatever you got to do, protect you, protect your family, protect the people that you want to see and care about, protect the people that you may come in contact with. This is not just about me, myself, and I. We must think about everyone around us. This is a communal disease and spreads Mostly through the air now since it's been mutating. Governors, I don't know if you ever listened to this, but you better pay attention. Do not be lifting these standards that keep people safe. I believe we need the restaurants and the tourism because that's how people are paying the bills and everything to be functioning correctly. But it needs to be functioning in a safe manner. 365 days later of COVID does not mean once we have certain things, once we have vaccine for us to just go back to things as normal, we must learn how to ease back into things correctly so things are safe. I don't want everything to be having surges or spikes of numbers because people try to go back to normalcy so fast this is like once you had surgery you know it takes a while to get yourself back to doing things as normal so let us use the sense that god has given us and know what to do we are really thinking about this is all these years later we went from okay we may just need to shut down for two weeks to we have been dealing with it for 
a year. Just think about it. We did not have other viruses and everything that was prolonged this long. We have stuff that lasted for months, but for a year, you have not seen that in a developed country as the United States happened. So, as we look at three, 365 days later and and the effects of it and how simply people just did not think it's real. I had a brother who thought it was not real because he had it and the only thing he lost was the sense of taste. It's real. It's happening. Rather you believe it or not, this could be judgment on this world. For the things that we have done and the focus we have lost of who is the the true God, the true divine being, the deity, deity that that guides everything. I know people out there may not believe and listen to and trust in God, but that's my Christian point of view. I ain't say you have to follow everything I do, but I'm going to always present it out there to you. But we have just talking on that 365 days of knowing of knowing and having documentation of COVID. We have to be wise. There are other things out there that we get vaccine from because people were proactive and they were looking to make sure it would not be a pandemic. Because once you have an epidemic, it's just one area. When it comes a pandemic in multiple and a wide range place, that's when we have the issue. So 365 days later, and we still are having numbers come in daily. 30 to 60,000 a day. We really have to use wisdom in this. Wash your hands. Keep your hand sanitizers. If you're a person that know you can't keep masks on around too many times and you stay in your house, please go get an air filter. Go on Amazon. Go to Bed and Bath and Beyond. Go, go to these places. Get these air purifiers to help to keep your, your, your bubble as your safe place safe. Please do all these things. Take every precaution that's possible out there. Do what you need to do so we can get beyond this. Because there are other things that we need to work on. There's other things that we need to work on as in communities and states, <laughs> as a nation. And just like I would say, into, into the churches, we still got a lot to work on. Because all this did was expose the issues we had within the church. And this was a time to fix and correct things. That's all I want to say on about the COVID. But here, here, here's the real reason I came online tonight. A lot of people don't realize I come on here um, to really just bring light to some things. So, all week since Sunday night, we have been hearing about uh, Meghan and Harry, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. About the changes they had to go through stepping back from being senior representative of the royal family. This thing had really had to make me think and sit back and made me look at how far have we progressed as people. How far have we progressed as people? Before I go in, I'm going to just drop some science on you. 
and scientists can support it and everything. Typically, human life, where I would see the Garden of Eden, we live taking a Christian point of view because I'm the only person talking tonight, so that's the point of view you're getting tonight. So, as the Garden of Eden will consider to be a place of near Ethiopia and Africa, the birthplace of man, and in the birthplace of man, man was a shade of brown. Man was able to produce more brown airs. And that's what they're doing. Then within understanding science, understanding as people moved and grew around, they started to adjust to the different regions after they've been moved into more tropical, more mountains, more tundra, you know, more different regions of the savannah. The desert, you know, they moved into different regions. And as they moved into different regions, their genes that were recessive began to take form and be the the gene that you saw. So the brown became to get a lighter, paler skin. The only gene that can still be able to produce brown is a dominated and a lighter shade, which is a tan, is the dominating. A recessive gene cannot produce a brown. Just give you the science on that. So as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm trying to process as people are we growing and I, how hatred has still passed down through generation being taught in certain ways and they have institutionalized it in different groups and different standing, AKA the monarchy and in England. And they have, they have established that they have established a certain way of thinking. So as we know that people, all people came from Brown people and you only got your, your color, a, a lack of color either way you want to look at it it's because the region you lived in because you came to areas that did not have sunlight as usual did that thinking you're only a lighter shade you only have a straighter hair you only have this because of the region that you come from has no dude making you better than anyone else so a person that is a paler, a lighter tan, or hardly any pigmentation to their skin, or melanin showing, it is not making you a better person. Just let that sink in. You're not better because you're lighter. You're not better because your hair is straight. You're not better because your eyes are blue or green. You're not better. So to understand all the stuff that happened with this Megan and Harry interview when she started realizing the the stress and the heartache and and living up to these hmm, unbelievable and unattainable realities that they tried to set before her became to be a much for her. It started to affect her her mental health. And then after you know mental health being attacked, then you being attacked about what shade will your baby be? Will it be dark or light or whatever? She is a mix. Really really did not really mix. She just came from one 
lighter shade and one more browner shade and that's what she has been born into or as people knew on the plantation during the 17-1800s mulatto um she's really had to deal with thinking I'm being attacked about my mental health for one can't get help from that then you're attacking my child because you want to know what shade of tan or brown my child will be and then that puts stress on a husband to how do I continue to protect my wife my child and still not disrespect my grandmother because my mother is not living Harry was in a very difficult place. Harry did not follow the protocols per se of marrying a woman that was considered Caucasian. Then marry a woman from England. He married a woman from America. He married a woman that had African descent in her bloodline. So it's kind of crazy. And then the backlash of the comments. That's what got me to come want to sit down with y'all today. Backlash of the comments. So you had, from I've been reading all week before I even got on here. One person that really stuck out to me that really, really ticked me off. And I had to like get out my feelings and start thinking about it and start processing it correctly. Because by processing my feelings, I've been the person who would have went to Twitter and started tweeting about the person. And the person I'm talking about is Candace Owen. And she talks about Megan is not black enough to feel people are treating her like, like she's less than and she's not being talked about as a situation of being racist. I don't know where Candace Owens has been living at. History has been proven that if you have a little bit of black in you, you are considered black. If you want to see that on a court docket uh, anywhere in the world, let's go to Plessis versus Ferguson, which is a man that was one-eighth black, and he had to sit in the black cart because he did not, just because... Just because he had that percentage of black in him. That means the man did not look black. But he was treated black because he had one eighth of black in him. Y'all can look it up. It's out there. It's a Supreme Court case. So when Candace Owen makes this statement about she's not black enough to say she was treated in a racist thing. They made racist comments to her. I think you have gotten so far left that you have lost touch with what it does it mean and historically and currently to be black in America. Sweetheart, you married a Caucasian man, a man that is a, your your lighter counterpart. It does not mean if you start digging on his roots that we won't find some African descent in him. But his appearance that he is looking Caucasian. And you're talking about a woman who married someone that they genuinely love. When you look at them, it's genuine love there. That you think that woman 
is not black enough. Here we go with you, Candace. I, I hope you hear this. And you really can't come for me because you ain't ready for this. But you come out this thing talking about somebody's not black enough. So here's the thing that you have started colorism, Candace. You you consider because their shade of brown is not the same as yours, that it means that, that they're not black enough to feel the racism of America. They're not feeling the racism of Britain. They're not feeling the racism and parts of Switzerland and, and, and Scotland and all of the places around the world. So how do you fix yourself? And this is why we have issues within this, 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 this group of people of color, because you get some that think that they are so above that I don't see color. It, the devil is a lie. You see color. We see differences in other people. Some believe it or not, the differences makes us attracted to those people or make us have an experience where we don't want to deal with that bigger no people because of the color of this. We see color. Let's keep it real. Because you see color does not make you racism. Seeing color makes you aware of your surroundings. If I do not see color, that's one thing to say you as part of one thing to say you're racism because you're trying to think that all people are the same. We're not all people of the same, but we all are created the same, same, and we all should be treated the same as it when it comes down to being uh, uh, voting, it comes down to job opportunity, coming down to loans against for houses. We should not be still be hearing about things of like redlining. I didn't still was surprised that some kind of way they're still trying to figure out how to redline people. <sighs> Y'all have to excuse me. I had to take a breath. But these things are, are close to me because I believe in that we should have a, a, a collective group of people that are in our lives. We need to hear from different points of view. I don't want to just hear from all, all consider Caucasians or white European descent. I don't want to hear all from just um, black African descent. I need to hear from all because if, if I truly to believe in the live in a Christian life, they're saying to love all people. I need to be able to hear from all people and be respect all people. The same name needs to be reciprocated to me. If I put it out there, it needs to be reciprocated back. Because the only way that we grow and progress and learn as people is we learn all from all people. Because everybody has a different point of view and we must respect that. For this woman to even utter out of her mouth as a black woman have she, to say that this woman is not black enough that, so we go back and go back in time to do like the brown paper bag minute if you that you're not this you're not that how we going back to that just like if you want to talk about some of the fraternity some of the fraternities didn't like let you in if you wasn't a certain shade ah, let's, let's let's get real here colorism is real in the african-american american african culture it is very real. So we have to understand for you to publicly and go out and say that this 
person was not black enough. Even people like Claudia Jordan, I'm going to throw your name out there too, are saying things about people of darker skin or, or treating them different because they're not the same as you. Let's get out of that. We have to look at it. We are all God's children, even though we are different to do different functions, to be in different parts of the world. This is how I know that you come from here, from come from there, come from there, because a lot of times your skin complexion, your facial features are telling where you come from in the world because that you're, you're pretty much shaped from the area you live. We have got to get people to understand and respect people. Stop looking at ways to make your name known. Try to say that you're so conservative that this and that. And what are you really doing if you really want to bring stuff to light that has been done unto your race or your culture? You need to come out a different platform because what are you doing? Are you pretty much putting down your own people? Can we stop with the sandboing? Because it ain't Uncle Tom. Let's get it right. It's being a sambo, selling yourself out, doing all that. Uncle Tom did not do that. Y'all need to do some history. These sambos out here doing this stuff to get their name known. So basically, you're doing what the Bible says. You're selling to gain the world. You're going to lose your soul. How do you go to sleep at night? Maybe you go to sleep at night all right because you know you got a white husband, Candace. Maybe you go to sleep at night because now you feel you're accepted because you're accepted by a group of white people, but they might not really accept you. Let's, let's, let's keep it real. And I really want y'all to, to, to open your minds. We should not have to compromise us. In order to feel accepted. My uniqueness. My, 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 my charismatic. My poise. My, my, my swag. My, my, my everything that I bring to the temple. The, the, the differentness that I come to with my, the way I articulate different topics when it comes to that how i can as they say spit verses about stuff how can we go out here and, and be spoken word no problem it's, it should never make me want to deny who i am god created me to be who i am and i should not have to be having someone of my own culture to tell me i'm not black enough to tell me that i'm not i'm not hood enough i'm not urban enough i'm, I'm not dis enough i'm not down for the cause enough because I don't do the things that you do. You don't know what I do for the cause because you, you stay in your world and I stay in mine and we never let our worlds cross and meet. I want you out there to everybody that's in cultures and different backgrounds and everything to start listening, start educating yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to educate. You go educate yourself because because that's become a powerful unit where we know how to educate and respect others. When when people started to understand that, that black lives matter was more than just saying only black lives matter. They begin to gain knowledge. They begin to be empathetic to what's going on because just because some people believe that that people of color are not 
deserving of rights does not make it right. I want y'all to pay attention to the trials that's coming up. We have a couple of coming up. I want to see what's going to happen with George Floyd. They're in there doing now picking the jury. I don't see. I want you to educate yourself on what is um, necessary force. What are the proper holds? What are you allowed to do when someone pulls you over that you still respect authority? I want you to learn how to make sure that you know how to have your own recordings of things that can be sent to someone via email so nothing happens. So if someone never did try to destroy your phone, the email already went out before they destroyed your phone. I need you to learn how to cover you. Let Teach your sons, your daughters how to cover. Teach them what it is. Teach them how to travel through places that does not know how to appreciate different cultures or only think that, 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 that a white European background is the only way and the right way. Teach them. Educate them. This is something we got to do. This is something we got to do. Because for us to show... That oh, a woman that was black, African descent, went to England to marry the love of her life and had to deal with racism and people not taking her word as true when she said she's having mental because of what the pressures of what some people do can affect them their mental health I don't want to talk about Pierce Morgan because to me that's a coward Sherry Osborne you about on the same thing because soon as someone wants to talk to you calmly about something and address it and you get very emotional and want to yell and do all this and become outraged and then make quotes and saying that I'm the least racist person you know once you have to make the comment that I'm not racist I'm the least racist you are racist let that sink in well you have to say those things because your actions should show rather privately or publicly if you're racist or not. If you're not racist, your actions, your attitude, how you handle things will always show. But once you get defensive, when somebody's having a conversation with you and not attacking you and asking you to explain something because they're looking to learn from you, if you get upset, then that's letting us know that you got an issue. Whatever your issue was with a brown person, work it out in yourself. Heal from that. Close that chapter. And that's all I want to say tonight because I know I got to come back with some more stuff on this for Megan and Harry and that Oprah interview. There's so many things to unpack with that. I have to come back another time to do that. Y'all might get another episode later on today because it is March 12th and it's that Friday. And just to realize it's been a year. It's been a year with COVID. It's been a year with us 
seeing racism played out. It's, a, it's another year. Are we about to approach that the day that Brianna Taylor lost her life for people who not knowing how to follow a search warrant? I close tonight with remember to say her name because it's almost been a year and we still have not seen justice for this child. Just remember, say her name. And thank you for tuning in and we're not made for everyone's podcast and we will catch you later. And I hope you are spreading this and letting people get educated. We're going to bring back Jay and we'll bring back our country board for some more episodes because we got some things to talk about and we're going to talk about this stimulus and what you're going to do with it next time. Y'all be blessed.